0: Good evening. Thank you uh, for joining and welcome back to the Georgia 2024 show. I'm Bill Quinn. Uh, L. Todd Wood is on assignment this evening. So we are looking forward to a couple of great segments. We're going to be able to uh, see an interview that Todd Wood did with Patrick Byrne and some amazing findings that he made in his latest investigation of Jack Smith, one of the investigators, one of the uh, prosecutors going after Trump. We'll also get a chance to visit with Hank Sullivan and hear about his latest work uh, trying to piece together the various findings that he's made in the past months and how they might signal a more nefarious hole, if you will, as you put the pieces together. Before we get there, uh, a request. Please uh, subscribe to our no ad subscription across our various newspapers uh, throughout the U.S. and around the world, with less than four cents a day, believe it or not, you can get a no ad version of all of the papers and uh, enjoy all that content without ads. So it's easier to read, more fun, and most people don't like to don't like to look at ads. So uh, please, uh, please join that. It helps us make sure that we have cost coverage for expanding our investigations and bringing you more and better news, both here in the country and around the world. Um, Also, uh, we are coming up to the last three weeks of the year and markets continue to be volatile. They continue to be unpredictable. And so if you're unsure about what to do about your money coming into the end of the year, perhaps it's time to ask a professional. David Cross is one of those and a good friend of CDM and uh, the Georgia record. So let's hear a word from David Cross. This is a special report.
1: Knowing how to invest your money is harder than ever before. Dealing with stock market volatility, record debt, and terrorist attacks requires new thinking. At U.S. Asset Management, we can help you see the world more clearly so that you can move beyond the chaos and invest with confidence.
2: Call us, Visit us online or drop by our office. U.S.
1: Asset Management, helping you make better decisions with your money.
0: So as we said, uh, Todd uh, Wood has been uh, lucky enough to link up with Patrick Byrne. Patrick's been a great friend of CDM for a number of years. And in addition, has been conducting his own investigations and has been involved in many things, both in the U.S. and around the world and has made some startling discoveries regarding Jack Smith, one of the uh, prosecutors that's been going after Trump. So let's take a look at that report from Todd and Patrick.
2: Welcome back to Information Operation. We've interviewed Patrick Byrne a lot over the years, but he's back with us after a spell. So Patrick, thanks for coming on the show. Todd,
1: good to be back, and you do great work. folks. What you folks have been doing has been so key over the last three years. I remember when you and I sort of shook hands three years ago on the idea that we're, we're going out to the, we're going to the mattresses yeah and, but we're going to, we're going to work together. So it's been a great relationship. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you.
2: Um, you have just announced uh, a, a shocker. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to let not you, shocker, really. well, tell, tell us, you know, tell us what's going on with, with our favorite DA in Washington, DC, Jack Smith.
1: Well, first, I just want to point out this wonderful shirt. You can get online. Truth is the new hate speech. It's one of the cleverest shirts I've seen. Uh, well, the bottom line is so I've spent much of this year overseas, as I am now. I'm in Switzerland. And people have been wondering, are you running? Are you running? And anytime somebody says something like that, I said, No, I'm chasing. As and in running hiding is what they, yeah, not running for office, but hiding is what they thought. Yeah, am I hiding? Am I fleeing? Yeah. I said, yeah. No, I'm not fleeing, I'm chasing. Uh what I've actually been doing substantially since for since midsummer uh, or late summer is dealing with some whistleblowers. And there's a whole passel of them. And I'm not gonna tell you how many a passel is, but I can tell you four of them have given beautiful affidavits, beautiful affidavits, detailed affidavits, so on and so forth. I'll break the story down into three pieces. Here are the three pieces Jack Smith, the guy going after Trump. With these kind of cockamamie, I'm no a lawyer, but this legal charges seem a little strange. We can get back to that. Uh, before he was doing this, he was the special prosecutor in the International Criminal Court in The Hague, mm-hmm. and what he was doing there was blackmailing people. Mm-hmm. He had some henchmen, Albanian henchmen. I mean, this is, these are guys right out of like I'm, I'm waiting for Kaiser Sose to pop up, uh, yeah. Albanian. Anyway. Uh, and they were going to thugs in eastern europe he was sending henchmen to eastern europe to tell people we know what you were doing in ni- in, ni- in the yugoslavian civil war or this or that the other thing we know you killed three people in a village and jack smith the americans are going to indict you back in in the hague but if you will put x amount of dollars into a suitcase i'll take it back to jack and all your problems go away and that X was anywhere from four hundred thousand to nine million dollars. They mm. received both seven and nine million dollars. Those were paid by Bitcoin. We think they took at least thirty million. We know they pursued one hundred million dollar bribe from somebody. Uh, and we have this them dead to rights on this. We've talked to the people, and these people have been on the phone. Have had, heard Jack Smith on the phone confirming this. They've had there's all kinds of confirmation. This is, uh, and Jack Smith, his people were rather careless with their texts and never expected to answer to any of this. They, there's bank records, there's texts, there's Bitcoin transfers to be disclosed.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so we have them dead to rights on that set of claim. I'm, I have no fear at all uh, that, on that on that claim. We, I've talked to too many people in Europe, totally unrelated, different parties from, you know, from Kosovo to Spain. And Sweden, who have the same story, the same figures, the same set of characters they interacted with, and super mm-hmm. similar stories. There's a German lawyer, you know. Well, probably that. Uh, I won't say any more about him. But I mean, there's there very there's a couple journalists, very well well regarded journalists in Sweden, uh, from Kosovo originally in Sweden, been there for 20 years. There's been we have them dead to rights on on everything I just told you. That's just point one. The second thing to know, and I corrected my deep capture. I did one little detail wrong in my deep capture. That, that I That's correctly. your
2: website, dcapture.com. Yeah. Right? yeah,
1: Deepcapture.com where I first posted this on Friday yeah. evening uh, and that at 6 p.m. at the request of council. I waited to the end of the week was over and I'll tell you why. Re- remind me, uh, okay. ask me why at the end of this. The second thing to know is these whistleblowers went to the DOJ Mm -hmm. 18, 19 months ago. They went to the DOJ, called Washington, D.C., main number, laid it out, did not get a phone call back. They then called the U.S. Embassy. Eventually, they got a eventually they ended up talking to. Describing the situation in a, uh, and had laid out the details until a call was arranged for them with a fellow named Alan Tigger. T-I-E. What's well, in the deep capture? I-E-R. T-I-E, Tigger. Which I mean, embassy uh, was this? Uh, well. What do you want to say? Well, they thought the guy initially thought he was talking to the guy to Alan Tigger back at the Southern District of New York. Uh which is a very prestigious office, maybe probably the most prestigious in the Eastern District of New York. Brooklyn and Manhattan are very outside of D.C. Those two in L.A., I think, are the really prestigious districts. He was talking to someone he thought was there and laying out how this this extortion was going on. Uh, Turns out that fellow he was talking to, Alan Tigger, was in The Hague. International Criminal Court, American Special Prosecutor's Office. In other words, he was in Jack Smith's office there in The Hague, uh, which they did not quite understand. They were talking to someone in Jack Smith's so office. So the whistleblower
2: was talking to the person they were blowing the whistle on, essentially.
1: Yeah, well, to the number two of the yeah. person they were blowing the whistle on. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's when you're laying your guts out, when you're a whistleblower, uh yeah. that's not what you want to hear. Yeah, that's not what you find, want to find out down the road. These wow. people are so corrupt. And this was all laid out in a 90-minute Zoom call, and which was interesting. Alan Tigger spent the first few minutes of the Zoom call trying to get the whistleblower to recant. And they, they, were too, they said, we're not recanting. Uh, and they laid it all out. And boom, 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 boom. And in great detail, this very fulsome conversation, 90 minutes and apparently unbeknownst to the doj or against the doj instructions or something they taped it Uh, so So they actually have this tape and we have this tape and it is dynamite it is dynamite everyone involved in that's going to go to prison everyone involved in that's in a cover-up and but you put the now we know these two facts thoroughly we have all the whistleblower affidavits about the extortion racket we have what they've told us and about the phone call along with a 90-minute taped phone call. Now we get to the third and final point, which I can't say I know for certain, but I would bet long odds that this is the truth. What this, 18 months ago when Jack Smith got discovered and this all got routed out to the DOJ, we think what happened is that Merrick Garland or Lisa Monaco, who I call the DOJ Littlefinger, She's, you know, Game of Thrones, Littlefinger, that character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 that kind of a person. She's really, Merrick Garland may be hapless. Lisa Monaco may be uh, the real problem there, but who knows. They, uh, We're pretty confident that what happened was they called Jack Smith back to D.C. and said, listen, you son of a gun, we know what you've been up to last summer over in Europe. And we know you've been blackmailing people. You're going to go to prison for the rest of your life. Or you're going to bring a prosecution against Donald J. Trump. And mm. that would explain a lot because this indictment that Jack Smith has against Trump and Jack Smith has two things, the document, the document indictment and the J6 indictment. Right. Well, the document indictment, it turns out Donald Trump had an active Department of Energy clearance. So I'm not sure how you indict him for possessing these classified materials. But uh, plus the judge is
2: not is probably going to delay that trial
1: too. anyway. Yeah. but Yeah, go ahead. And then secondly, <laughs> secondly, the J6 case. And the J six case is really wonky because you know it's a RICO case. And normally when you RICO is racketeering and you got to establish cooperation. And so to establish cooperation, it's like Two gangsters. You normally it's like, hey, two gangsters. Burn calls Todd Wood and said, "Ellis, mm-hmm. would you rub out Luigi for me?" And Todd Wood does it, and that's the cooperation that establishes that it's a, it's not just a murder. It's a racket. It's a mafia. blah, blah, blah. Right. They their allegations of RICO against Trump are based on things like Donald Trump asked Mark Meadows for someone's phone number and Mark, and Mark Meadows gave yes. him someone's phone number and that's the cooperation that establishes it's a market. Or somebody
2: camp. reserved a room in the Capitol for a meeting or some crap like that, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that kind of, co- so these novel legal theories which stretch mm-hmm. all previously known similar cases mm-hmm. you know, way past, it. one thing that would definitely explain that is that Jack Smith was being extorted, extortionist Jack Smith, was being extorted in order to bring any case he could then no matter how novel the legal theory they've got a crooked judge judge chutkin or whatever tanya mm-hmm. Chutkin, the one who who's wanted to the maria butina judge who i know something about <laughs> i've written about on deep capture and it, you know it would explain everything that they've brought they don't care how preposterous the allegations of the indictment are it gives them away between the indictment and a friendly judge. It lets them tie Trump up in all this happy horse shit that he's going through, where he's getting gag orders and, and you know, they're going to try to tie him up through the election and ruin him. Uh, it would really make a lot. Of, so all I can say in that third claim, it's an inference. I can't prove it, but uh, it's given the way Washington works. Like I said, I'd lay pretty long odds that that's the truth.
2: Well, so, there was, right. it was really weird when uh, you know, and there's been a lot of press about it was weird for them to bring somebody from The Hague into D.C., unless he was just like a hired gun. I mean, that, that's the term that's been in the
1: media, that he was a hard gun to bring here to do this. So that would make sense. Yeah, it's maybe it's because he's a very good hired gun, or maybe it's because they had something on him. They had a, yeah. they had a knife to his throat and said, hey, this is going to ruin you professionally. Mm-hmm. You, this is gonna get on history is the craziest case ever, but you're gonna join our coup. You're gonna bring these these two crazy in, indictments against Donald Trump or else. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna, and you know, again, I don't know that point for certain, but the first two points I know for certain, and they certainly line up to the third. And I've sat and talked to these whistleblowers myself. I talked long enough to ascertain that this was the real deal. And then I got other people to come over from from America and backed out of the process from there. So that it's been done super formally and correctly with great legal oversight from the United States, from, from people who are extreme, you know, former federal, uh, investigators and lawyers and prosecutors and stuff have been involved in this. So this has been done super we've, cl- they have tied a red ribbon on it and the, oh, and here's another thing. This is not, I did not reveal this in my deep capture, I should probably add this as a note to my deep capture. This information was all sent on Tuesday of two weeks ago. So as we speak of 12 days ago, it was sent in five packages to the, the Inspector General of the Department of Justice, the Inspector General of the State Department, the Inspector General of the CIA the inspector general of the intelligence community, and a special federal whistleblower office in DC called the Office of Special Counsel, Office of, I don't know, but basically a special internal affairs office. All five got it by Wednesday of 13 days ago. They've and we've been holding out that my the the lawyers I've been involved in, who all think I'm a hot-headed Irish guy have been saying, hold back, Patrick, professional courtesy. We have to let them respond. You know, Normally, something like this, they would call. The lawyers from the other side are going to call. They're going to say, okay, this is how this is going to work. This is how it's going to proceed. No one has called. And I finally said, look, we're making this public. And they said, give us to the end of the week. This was last week. They said, give us to the end of the week so we can at least have a professional conversation with the other side. The other side is has gone... <laughs> Gone mm-hmm. radio silent they which is really quite unusual and unprofessional and among lawyers even if the two parties are, are lawyers try to maintain a certain uh conviviality so yeah. case you are gonna have to work together no one has responded no one has called they are just sticking their heads in the mud about this i'm sure they're off plotting somewhere how to handle this but this uh the, the very in any just world this ends jack smith this ends the cases he's his is dignity and and integrity have been completely impugned uh by these affidavits and they would have to replace him and they would probably drop the indictment because the indictment's been brought by a prosecutor who now has to be under investigation himself given all this of course does the, does the
2: trump team have this information
1: trump team got it i'm i i keep a real you know people i'm not working for donald trump and as yeah, you I know. may know donald trump and i are not yeah besties just, or anything
2: I'm just. Well, he has a. He has a. I made. He, I
1: know when, a, I yeah. wanna, when I can want to. When I want to get him something, I can get something to his lawyers. And the the lawyers I'm involved with gave him, just gave him this, uh, just three or four days ago. After the federal mm-hmm. government gave it to his lawyers, yeah, Trump's lawyers. After the federal government had had this for a week, it's very strange that they do not respond. Normally, in any situation like this, the receiving lawyers get it. And they make a phone call to the lawyer's Senate and said, okay, we got your package. This is how this is going to work so far. This is the lawyer who you're going to be talking to. This is the address you use. All this normal professional stuff, none of that has happened. And we waited almost two weeks. And then I finally said, look, I'm just going public with this. And this is what I've been referring to for a few months as, listen, there's a liver punch coming. Not a knockout blow, but there's a hard liver punch coming to the other side. And people wondered if I was bluffing. But this is what I've been stitching together all fall.
2: So this is on our website, cdm.press. You can download the documents in the article based on your article at deepcapture.com. Um, what Have you heard can it?
1: You've heard nothing. Yeah, can can you hear I it? ask you, can yeah. I ask you, make sure when I first uploaded it, I uploaded the document with the exhibits in order to save space. I did not include the exhibits. A couple hours later, I re-upload, I found a way to compress the PDF and uploaded it all with, well, with I will make
2: sure that that's but I, I believe it also directs to your article, too. So it's they, it
1: should be about 75 megabytes and it's okay. about 100 as well over 100 pages.
2: So sure what, you what do you ex-
1: and if you don't get it, just go back to deep capture. It's the one that's been up since late Friday evening.
2: I will make sure that's out there for our audience. So Hello. what's your next step, Patrick? Um If you're not <laughs> responding, I mean, this obviously is a national issue, right? It should be. I haven't heard anywhere. This has been out for, what, 24 hours, and I've heard nothing.
1: Well, my next step, this isn't my job. I've got Mm -hmm. some some legal colleagues who are running this ball down the field. I got some other projects. This was just the liver punch. Mm -hmm. I have a, you know, you hit someone in the liver, and they bend over. First thing you want to do is get a knee to their chin. Mm -hmm. And I've got that knee on the way now. It's coming Mm -hmm. now. You're going to see it. And just so every, you know, no matter how many of these I do, people say uh, some, there's always some doubting Thomas, thinking I'm bluffing, oh, Burns does not have anything else. No, look at all every time, you know, over the last three years, I let people know ahead of time, there's a hand grenade coming on something. Oh, this one's an artillery shell. This is a, well, I'm letting mm-hmm. people know this liver punch was a very solid punch against the other side. Donald Trump's lawyers can use this to completely slow down all make all kinds of demands on the court on the prosecutor that he's uh use the information in this it's very useful for Trump but I got something else coming that makes this that <laughs> again they're gonna wish it was only they only had to do one more liver punch I got something else it's already done it's getting packaged as we speak and uh that one is coming eh. We'll put, that one is coming, I think within a month, mm. uh, you're gonna see something else that, it's too late for it to be stopped. Everything has been documented, done, got the lawyers, is being prepared. I'm not sure that Donald Trump did not know about this, but only because through lawyer back channel lawyers, because do you remember a few weeks ago, Donald Trump got all confident yeah. and he said he said something like, something's gonna happen in November that's just beautiful and then by january 15th something even bigger and this beautiful you know the best thing in american history i think he's talking he was i i not mean to speak for 45 and like, yeah. he's made clear and i've made clear we're not really you know we didn't send it we, we really don't like each other he's made yeah. clear publicly, like me i'm not exactly you know uh yeah enamored of the guy but that doesn't happen you've to said that
2: to me for three or four years now so
1: yeah yeah. But he's, I think he may have been hinting about, I think that it may have gotten through the legal grapevine, what I was working on back to him, probably around the beginning of November, which is why he came out and said that. I don't know that for certain, but it could well be that when he says by January 15th, there's going to be something real, he's probably talking, he may be talking about this other stuff I'm doing too. Well, he said I something actually,
2: today that something like Biden, you better, you know, watch out what you wish for or something like that.
1: Yeah. So well, that was interesting. Yeah. Biden picked the fight, we're going to finish it. There's actually three more things coming, I'll tell you. There's mm. three more things. Three more things. One of them is devastating. Actually, all three of them, any three of any one of these at any previous age of American history would end this presidency. I got three in the works. And wow. by the way, it doesn't matter if you kill me or arrest me, Merrick Garland. It's all you think I'm not of course I don't say this stuff before I have everything on rails funded funded in advance they can lightning can hit me today and that doesn't affect the the time frame one iota all three are, are on rails just sliding down the hill
2: so just to be sure this this complaint this whistleblower
1: complaint's been filed right I mean it's oh yeah yeah I think we're suing for because there's some concept in law if he took as much as a hundred million dollars of bribes, which is mm-hmm. what may be possible, some concept that he was converting his legal position into some. Pr- so we're suing under a theory that we deserve thirty percent of whatever his bribe is. So there's uh. nothing, you know. Uh, they can't <laughs> make this go away. They can't make this go away. Anything else, Patrick? You want the audience to know? Yeah, I'm not bluffing. This was a beautiful a beautiful you you, Todd you put the the whistleblower filing up there feel free it's it's like reading an espionage novel the affidavits attached and the exhibits you got to read uh but I'm not bluffing when I say there's more (laughs) more punches about to rain down on them uh it's it's funny if people wonder how aren't you afraid to go back to America it's just the opposite I kind of I kind of even it's kind of funny, even if they kill me, this all happens. So I so I it may happen even with more of a bang. So I'm I'm very happy with this work. It was a good it was a good solid effort. I had some wonderful colleagues. You know, these Green Berets you see me around with a lot. Yeah, they're I very, met
2: some of them. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're very capable real swiss army knives they really can do a whole bunch of different things (laughs) and they i give a lot of credit to several of them were key in in getting all this developed as well as some retired federal prosecutors and hotshot lawyers and stuff uh and federal investigators so Mm -hmm. i mean we anticipate that of course this has to go through a lot of legal scrutiny so this was done with with white gloves it is impeccable impeccable there's nothing they can impugn about my involvement i was not deeply involved i was sort of involved at the initial stages with each person just to make just to hear the story and get things rolling with them but they they got a real problem on their hands and the fact that in 12 days they've yet to answer tells us i think they don't know whether to shit or wind their wrist wristwatch i think yeah. they're so it's wow. so problematic for them
2: so real personal question how's your health i know you've had some challenges in the past how are things
1: i had a tumor i announced it publicly i was getting the surgery Mm -hmm. so uh back in the beginning of the year so i'll say yeah in may i had a tumor taken out here it was on my my brachial nerve so Mm -hmm. it was like having a toothache from here to here about 12 hours a day that has been about 90 percent resolved i'm doing much better i'm quite happy and uh good just chugging on Patrick, thanks for your time and uh, when you get something new, please let me know.'ll <laughs> you'll, you'll be I love I look forward to appearing on CD media again with you, Todd. Thank you very much. Take care sir. Cheers. take Bye. care sir.
0: Great guy and a great interview. Um, for those that want more details, go to cdm.press. look at the main CDM uh, paper channel, if you will. and you'll find details there. You'll also find them uh, by tomorrow on the Georgia record. Uh, Record.com. Um You can also go to Patrick Byrne's own website, deepcapture, all one word, uh, And uh, I happen to be looking at it as we speak, and he's got the uh, the same story front and center on his website. So we're going to go to uh, Hank Sullivan in just a moment. Before we do that, I just wanted to uh, remind people that, uh, you know, there's this feeling lately of, of, People wanting to be more self sufficient. And so, one of our partners, uh, Grown Network and uh, Marjorie Wildcraft, has a way to help people do that. Um, most people think, gosh, you know, I, I, in order to grow my own food or at least contribute to my own food, I need a big pasture, I need a big piece of land, or I need to actually move maybe to something more like a farm. You'd be surprised how much you can do with where you are today. And Marjorie Wildcraft has made uh, a, a whole set of steps to teach people exactly how to do that. So um, take a look at cdmfood.com, and uh, you'll be able to get involved in a number of free things that, uh, that they offer to the public to help begin teaching you how to become more self-sustaining um, and, in fact, grow food, in some cases, grow treatment, grow medicine. Um, locally, and do it on your own property in many cases. So uh, again, take a look at that cdmfood.com. And then uh, for certain things that uh, you can't potentially grow on your own property, we also have Family Farm Beef Box, and uh, they do a wonderful job providing uh, fresh Nebraska-grown uh, beef, uh, traditionally butchered and shipped directly to you in the uh, you know in the, the various quantities that they offer and um, wholesome delicious you'd be amazed how much better it is than uh, the grocery store beef and you can be assured what's uh, what it was treated with and what it wasn't treated with so let's just see a message from family farm
2: You roll these back
0: up all right let's welcome in our next guest mr sullivan good evening thank you for making time for us sir
3: Oh, you caught me off guard! <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you were being so patient, you know. Well, thank you. Buddy. I appreciate it. it. I was uh,
3: about five minutes ago. I was I was uh, in a real tizzy here because all day long I've been working on establishing a new Wi-Fi system here in the house.
0: Oh boy! Because
3: I've got a new internet system. I'm getting away from land based wired internet and uh, going with the uh, wireless 5G home internet. And so it's been quite a project. Anybody else could have done it in five minutes, but it takes me all day long. So five minutes ago or 10 minutes ago, I said, uh, it went into update mode.
0: Oh, in my,
3: goodness. And then my, my, uh, my streaming went down to like almost zero yeah. as it was updating. And I thought, oh my God. What am I going to do? So I'm I'm struggling around here to try to find out a way to do it. And it finished, and it it looks like we've got a good signal. So have, have you learned the word? The
0: have you learned the term Wi-Fi extender yet?
3: Well, it's a Wi-Fi mesh. That's oh, that's mesh. The and greatest. Yeah, all right. Yes, yeah, Wi-Fi six is what I have, and they've got a seven or an eight now. But I think this is hopefully that's, this will get me through to the end. That's great. Of, so,
0: so you were kind enough. Thank you for coming on tonight. One of the reasons that uh, I wanted to bring you on is you've done a, a number of different uh, pieces of research and authored, gosh, uh, what, m- more than a dozen Substacks now, probably much more than a dozen on various topics, Hundreds. <laughs> but, but they, but they seem to be almost um, in some ways, some of them combining to form the potential picture of something that, Sounds like you need to brief people on something perhaps broader and in some ways, perhaps more nefarious. So that's I'm going to leave it right there. And uh, I will toss it to you, sir, to take us forward.
3: Okay. well, let me just say this. I think everything is related. Everything, all of these difficulties of our nation and and the difficulties that the American people are having with their government, they're all related to this, the. What I spoke about last night, let me give a shout out to the Pickens County Republican Party up there. They invited me to come up there and speak. And and um, 10 years ago, or a decade or so ago, uh, when I started going out and speaking to groups, my chosen subject was our financial system, which means the Federal Reserve. The reason why that is so key is because people don't understand that the Federal Reserve is a private institution and private banks issue the currency. And so every dollar that's floating around in your pocket or in your account, someone borrowed at interest into circulation. And that is why we have a national debt. It's not a, a problem with spending per se with the federal government. The problem is the system. The system is... is uh, the, the system is is privately owned. <laughs> it's literally so,
0: owned in many cases by a family, isn't it?
3: Well, I can't. I'm not. It, I'm not even going to go there because oh, okay. those are <laughs> things I can't say and prove. But what okay. I can say and prove are the things that are in black and white, and yeah. people can go. You can download a a document uh, that I I showed a lot of the excerpts last night to the uh, Pickens County GOP. It's called Modern Money Mechanics. And the debt, the national debt starts with the issuance of the first dollar under this system, because in order to to receive it for a dollar to be deposited into circulation, the first thing that has to happen is the federal government in the person of the U.S. Treasury has to go into debt. The, The U.S. Treasury issues a Treasury note. In other words, they're they're saying, okay, this is a debt, and we're going to send this over to the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve takes that as an asset. It's a liability for the government. It's an asset for the Federal Reserve. But then what's interesting about this is that the dollars that are borrowed into circulation by virtue of that of that note become a liability, not only for that we have to pay back, but it's a liability. To the Federal Reserve Bank, who issues it in the first place, it has it, it derives from the air, and when it's paid off, it must be paid back into the air. And so, anybody's looking at the Federal Reserve balance sheet, which is the it's maintained on the the uh, New York New York Fed. If you look at the balance sheet, you're going to see assets being U.S. Treasuries, and you're going to see liabilities, and that is. Currency and circulation. Currency and circulation is a liability. You would think. Now, if I, if, uh, if I went to, to, to Bill and I said, Bill, have you got 10 bucks I can borrow? You go, yes. Well, you're going to give me 10 bucks of your money. It's your money. It's your asset. And you probably own that asset. And you're going to give it to me. It becomes a liability on my part. But here's the lie of the system. The people don't understand. The lie of the system is that 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 dollars in circulation are not assets; they are liabilities. And so you're trading a liability for an asset rather than an asset for an asset. So it's it's the reason why it, it's important. I think is that there's a spiritual quantity to this.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It's a lie. The entire thing is a lie, and it's born out of uh this uh, is it's not godly let's say that it's just not godly and and that's 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 essentially what we talked about but it is that lie that contributes to the ability of our political adversaries to be able to fund their political campaigns while we the good people of America are always struggling to fund our uh, candidates for office because we have to contribute. They don't have to do that. That, All they have to do is print the money, borrow the money, say a corporation borrows the money and they've got a system set up. The corporation borrows the money. It goes into a pack. They designate where they want that money to go. you are not supposed to, but we all know what happens. And that money goes to the candidate and the candidate wins because money steers elections. So the entire system is set up to defeat the purpose of the American people and enslave the people at the same time, because every one of those dollars that is created by the Federal Reserve has to be paid back. And it is the United States government that is collateralizing the printing of money by debt that that the American people have to pay, either through taxes or then further or, or generational debt. So this entire system is set up against the the way that uh, against the American people and it's set up for private interests. And that's the difficulty. And everything that I've been writing about um, that that you referred to, and thank you for the, the lead in, is is controlled by that dynamic. So it's all related. And the reason why 10 years ago, when I went out and started talking about this, the the one thing that I talked about was the Federal Reserve, because that is the fountainhead. That is the fountainhead of power by which our entire political system operates and is devoted to. So last night I was talking about... um, the, the greatest the biggest scam in the history of mankind well that is this financial system because i showed the people up there in uh, Pickens county uh, a, a list of 40 uh, 40 nations that are all in debt the top of course the United States and at the time when i did that it was like 31 million a uh, 31 and it's like 34 trillion now i believe well that was a year ago well as it but that's not all here's another 40 and another 40 and another 40, and another 40. There's, There was 200 nations in my list, all of which are indebted. So then the next question is, who has enough equity, who has earned enough money in their lifetime to fund all of these loans to all of these countries to keep these countries operating? Well, the fact of the matter is, there is no one who has that much equity to to have indebted the entire world, it's, it's, it's created by this system I just described where money is printed out of the air. The nations of the world, all of the nations of the world, go into debt in order to receive some of that money so that they can operate. And that is a system that has enslaved the entire planet. Everything else derives from that problem. So you solve that problem, you solve all the rest of these problems. If they can't afford to operate because they can't, because their system now has been defunct and and a national banking system is set up in the treasury departments of all these nations and the government's issues that issue the dollars instead of this private banking system, the government issues the dollars debt free to pay off the dollars that are issued by the banks at interest. That's how you pay off the national debt. And it's the only way that you pay off the national debt. That said, because we have this system, everything is inverted, everything is upside down. Everything is against the American people and everything is for the corporatists. Everything is for the private politicians who are who are owned by the corporatists. And then, so why do we have all these wars? We have all these wars because they the wars are profitable. When you blow up things and you have to buy more of them and you blow them up and you have to buy more of them, then it's very profitable by the people who are cousins to the, the financial industries. These would be the, the war making industries. They're, they are the, they're the ones who benefit from this. Uh, Wall Street banks benefit by this. It's it, the whole system is set up to benefit corporations and for the American people and the people of the world to be to go add into debt in order to pay for all of this. That if said-
0: could, If I could add one data point, I'll, I'll support what you're saying with something that many people may have forgotten. So on, um, there was a period where, um, uh, oh, his name escapes me for a minute. He went before Congress and admitted that the Pentagon had lost 2.3 Rumsfeld. Uh, Rumsfeld correct. Donna Rumsfeld. He went before Congress uh, and and admitted the Pentagon had misplaced they couldn't account for 2.3 trillion dollars. <laughs> now what was interesting is I went back and I looked at the federal debt the the national debt and believe it or not he made that announcement on September 10th 2001. 2001. And the federal debt at that time, to the closest I could estimate it, was about five trillion. So literally, he announced the day before 9/11 that we had lost an additional, or misplaced, or didn't track an additional 50 percent of the national debt. So to your Which point. Is <laughs> yeah but it should be i mean it, it's, if, it's if, impossible if, for that if you're if you're tracking like this maybe it's possible but but it yeah. was interesting and people didn't largely missed that because it got caught up in the emotion of the moment but it goes directly to what you just said which is all these cogs drive help drive an engine that does exactly that yep. It just keep putting more money into things that seem to be conflict so let me step back and will i'll, I'll drop it back to you. I just
3: wanted to make sure we put that in the in the record okay. as it were. All right, so where where are we spending money fighting wars today? Well, it's kind of dried up a little bit. You know, Afghanistan is no more. That was a 20-year war, spent trillions and trillions of dollars over there. We uh, we had before that, of course, we had the Iraq war and then we had ISIS. We had to fight which is which was a creation of Barack and Hillary. And and the the US State Department at the time. All he even of these called things it something take money. different at first. He called yeah, it ISIL first and take, then changed take, it. Yeah, yeah. And so now we have Mr. Zelensky's in I guess he's still in DC. I don't know. I I, I don't track him day to day. I just kind of know when he saunters in and, and when he leaves. Well, yeah. we have Rich McCormick, my sixth district <laughs> representative, who sends this flyer out. Last week, knowing that Zelensky is going to be coming in here and asking for money, and knowing that he's going to have to to kind of defy his 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 rhetoric as a fiscal hawk, because on the other end of that spectrum, he happens to be a war hawk. So so he he comes out with this this circular that he's advertising the Make Putin Pay Act. So. Here's what it says. The Make Putin Pay Act will allow the U.S. to seize all frozen assets related to Russian oligarchs, such as dictator Vladimir Putin uh, or the Moscow Bank. These proceeds from the sale of these assets will be used to reimburse the United States for our aid to Ukraine and be authorized to pay future aid. Okay, so what he's doing here is he's setting up... He's setting up a patsy for his decision to vote to fund more uh, military aid to Ukraine. He's he's claiming that he it's not his fault that he's not acting fiscally responsible. It's Putin's fault. It's Russia, Russia, Russia all over the place. He can't take responsibility for his act because Putin... Is the, is the guy who's making him vote against his campaign promises. So this, this goes to show you how difficult it is for politicians to stay in sync with their campaign promises, especially when one of them is the most expensive thing that we ever spend money on, and that is blowing up things and buying new things to replace it, versus... The, the fiscal responsibility that a conservative Republican runs on and uses as rhetoric in his campaign. So that that was like uh what 10 days ago that happened and I hadn't had a chance to, to discuss it. Uh it's in my substack and let me uh, advertise that it's mm-hmm. hanksullivan.substack.com. That's where you'll find all of my writings. And if you need to get in touch with me, you can send me an a, a email across that medium and uh, and I'll get it. And then we can talk about whatever's on your mind. But I thought that was interesting, especially in view of the fact that the reason why we're in Ukraine in the first place is because of the Obama uh, State Department headed up in 2014 by uh, Assistant Secretary of State for European affairs Victoria Nuland who admittedly oh ran a an uh, an operation that overthrew the democratically elected government of Ukraine that was in 2014 she admits it on a telephone call which i expect that the russians had had uh, had enough uh, sense to have been monitoring at the time, so it's a, it's on recording, and so so the reason why Putin had to go in there in the first place because all the aftermath of the the 2014 overthrow of the government, putting in a puppet government who were who were working against the purposes of well against the interests of the of of Russia. So we had an unconstitutional. Uh, activity because the Constitution does not allow for Americans to overthrow other nations, and then it's also against international law. So what I can't understand is how Rich McCormick can, on the heels of an unconstitutional act like that, that is against international law, how can he, how can he be funding, voting to fund this? puppet government in this fight against Russia that essentially the United States started. It's difficult. And, it's difficult and, and he
0: says, time. let's take away the money from the Russian oligarchs. Doesn't happen <laughs> to mention the Ukrainian oligarchs that also have mansions and mega yachts. <laughs> and, you know, many people don't realize that Zelensky is said to have a uh, t- tens of millions of dollars of property down in Florida. You know, we just don't right. talk about that, apparently.
3: Yeah. So. so let me go on to something else because we're going to run out of time. So uh, October, October, third week in October, I wrote this substack. It's called The Unwarranted Pursuit of Perfecting Societal Mental Health is the Trojan Horse Ushering in the American Police State. And in I think people would find it interesting because uh, I'm taking a fairly recent look at legislation that together creates the, the, um, the necessary ingredients for the government to create a police state. That's what's in that. But in my most recent uh, substack that I published on Sunday night, it, this, is, this is like the definitive piece that, that puts together a litany of more than a decade of events and legislation and the creation of governmental bodies here in the state of Georgia that together formulate the reasons that they have all the, this legislation that together creates the possibility of a police state so in it starts off and so that the the uh it starts off with an event in two thousand and nine, I think it was. This was when Sally Yates, who was the attorney of North Georgia, this is this is Preston back here. Sally that's Yates, that's your, that's your production Georgia, assistant. <laughs> yeah, yes, I do. Uh, sued the state of Georgia because of a lack of of uh, uh, adherence to the Americans with Disabilities Act with respect to way that uh, individuals were being um, held at the uh, state hospital in Milledgeville. And that's, that's where they, uh, a lot of mental health um, uh, patients I'm going to call them were, were held and that, and whether it's, whether it's a good thing or bad thing, I don't, I'm not even going to weigh in on that, but what that caused was, uh, that was, that was a problem. So we have the famous problem, reaction, solution thing going on here. That was the problem that America then had to react to that problem. Well, what did they do? They created this entity, that, this de- Department of Behavioral Disabilities, of Behavioral Health and Developmental Disabilities, the DBHDD, which was uh, enacted during uh, the governorship of Sonny Perdue, so that entity was charged with the responsibility of dealing with this this uh, lack of, of adherence to the uh, the um, uh, Americans with Disability Act. I'm still flustered because of this Wi-Fi thing, so apologize. No, you're doing great. Okay. With that, the solution was to to settle this case. They didn't take it to court. They didn't argue the case. They just settled it. Okay, we're wrong. Actually, they didn't say they were wrong. They just said, we're going to settle. And so that required them to release 9,000 of these uh, mental ill patients from the state hospital over time and then and then create a system to be able to to care for them 24 hours a day, 365 days a year and monitor that they were going to be safe and they weren't going to harm anybody. So that that is what created this need for monitoring and tracking people that we've been uh, voicing over the past couple of years where where we in in HB 1013 in HB 520, both of these bills are bills that are authored by one of our representatives from here in Forsyth County who owns a tracking company, a monitoring company uh, that has technology that no one else has, that that the ingredients of this technology have been embedded into the bills. And I've called it out over and over and over, I, I uh, even made a, a an ethics complaint because of this, knowing that it was going to be swept under the rug. but not uh, luckily in 2022, uh, HB1013, uh, because of public outcry, these these uh, uh, requirements for tracking were pulled out of it. The, the only thing that they had left in there to do was to, to uh, strategize in how to track in the future, but that the authority for actual tracking was removed. So HB 520 comes in there with the same, same um, possibilities, but they have to state it different ways so that, that, that no, this isn't, this isn't anyone's company that is involved with this. This is, this is uh, something completely different. This is an extra, uh, this is an external data source. You know, they're getting really generic about the way they're describing the, that, oh, that these people are going to be tracked. And so this external data source would then be supplying data that's going to be held by, uh, what, by an entity that was created under uh, Governor Brian Kemp in 2019. That's the Georgia Data Analytics Center. That, that center is like the NSA of Georgia. That's where all of the data for tracking all of these people and tracking anyone and everyone that the system tracks, that data and the and the proprietary analytics of that data will be housed at GDAC. Then part of HB 520 last year, uh, year was the ability of GDAC to then share that information with all of the other executive departments in the state of Georgia. Well, that was in 520. It got pulled out in the last day and put into SB23. It was passed by both houses and then it went to uh, it went to be signed and the governor, amazingly, he vetoed it. Why? He vetoed it because he said there were parts that were unconstitutional. Okay. Well, yeah, all this is unconstitutional. <laughs> but but so he he vetoes it. But then, oh, two months ago, he signs an executive order authorizing everything that he had vetoed in SB 23. Right. So, so, it, so GDAC a, now exists.
0: I'm sorry. GDAC now exists under his executive order.
3: Well, GDAC was actually created in 2019 under its own uh, its own legislation. It was this, this empowering GDAC to share this information in between executive departments that was the part that was put into SB 23. Other than that, it was just going to be a composite... Uh, a place, a depository for all of this information, where I guess uh, whoever put it in there, they're not going to keep it on their servers. They're going to keep it there if they need it. It'll come back to them. Well, now it can be distributed to any and every department under the, of the state of Georgia, under the executive department, under the governor. That's what the point of that was. So what we have here is is. One, uh, probably two steps short of a police state. The only two other ingredient ingredients you need is, is that you, if, if, say, a mentally ill uh, patient, I don't know, inmate, whoever is set free and say he or she goes outside of his uh, stated uh, clear boundaries. You know, leaves the state of Georgia. He's he's three states away. Well, there is a law in the books that's been on the books since the 1970s, which is the the Interstate Mental Health Compact, which allows for uh, individual uh, in in authorized here in the state of Georgia that uh, knows that someone who has skipped out on their their uh requirements their geographic requirements and they happen to be in say arkansas they can they can authorize the state of arkansas police department or state patrol to pick this person up and transport them without extradition across state lines to bring them back that's been law since the 1970s what hasn't been law and what uh uh Governor uh, Kemp signed into law two years ago was that the state of Georgia became the first state in the union to sign on to the interstate counseling compact. Okay. So the interstate counseling compact is this, is this uh, the, the ability for, for a board, for the counseling board under the governor. Who one of these, one of his uh, council board members happens to be Brent Heron, who, from what I understand, is an old college uh, chum of the governor. And he's also the one that's been setting up all these Republican coalitions from, from uh, county to county to county to county. And that's a whole other story. Just, just an interesting aside. Well, uh, this board can authorize individuals become counselors who are qualified to diagnose mental illness and then be able to to uh, I, I, this is all this is all what follows from that it derives from that that to be able to sign an order that an individual say in Arkansas Um, is mentally ill. He's a danger to himself. He's a danger to others. And for that reason, he must be returned. And that would be the trigger mechanism for the police state to gather this person up and bring him across state lines back into captivity here in Georgia. So that is, uh, that's like a modern day technological enslavement system. Uh, back during these, leading up to the Civil War, actually in the Constitution, there, was, there were provisions that, you know, slaves going across states were still slaves and they had to be returned. That, that's the analogy that history hands us, that, that they had to be returned. Well, there was always a question, well, who does the returning of these slaves that happened to pass into free states? Well, that, that didn't really get reconciled until the Dred Scott decision and the Kansas Nebraska Act and all that working together. Well, so this is, these are parallel circumstances here, where you have individuals who have been enslaved by the system with a reason. They're mentally ill. Well, what if they think that uh, you know, say, say Bill Quinn? He's got some pretty crazy ideas. You know, what what if he's what if they don't like him, and they, and all of a sudden they they have a guy that's board certified to. To certify that Bill is uh, he's he's a danger. He's a danger to himself and he's a danger to other people. And he happens to be out there in uh, in Tulsa, and all of a sudden that that triggers the an order by a qualified counselor that then gets sent over. They know exactly where it is because Bill's been wearing one of these tracking devices. They know he's in that bar on the corner, and so. They all they have to do is send in the police. They pick him up and they transport him back. And that's how they maintain control over people in the dissenting population. People do not who don't necessarily agree with the government and the government then therefore determines that they are mentally ill. They're a danger. And that's how this system works. So this is how you make a police state. You create this police state. Um, without people knowing it, it's it's created under the guise of of helping the mentally ill to to uh, to actually function in society. It well, sounds that's, like. That's compassion. Good
0: yeah, it sounds yes, like compassion, compassion. right yes. up to the point where innocent people get right. taken away against their will.
3: That's right. right. If you two, don't think it could happen, look at the 19 people who have been yes. prosecuted in Fulton County. Well, there's two For additional examples.
0: Reasons. There's two additional examples this year that I can think of. One is uh, when the FBI began treating parents going to schools to monitor, in some cases, complain about the treatment their children are receiving, and they call them domestic terrorists. Well, are those people potentially right. seen as they must mentally be deficient? Are they? Is that the foundation of why they're domestic terrorists? And yeah, the other is, and it's even scarier to me, if you go back and uh, some people have drawn parallels between some of the writings of history, things like 1984 by Orwell, if you think back to one of the precepts of that book, if you didn't, if, if you, um, I believe they called it wrong think, if you were deficient in following the precepts of the government, you were indulging in wrong think, and that needed to be corrected. It was a right. mental deficiency. That's
3: right. That's right. It's just a matter of, as time goes by, they, uh, you've ever heard of the Overton window. It's like whatever is acceptable today, um, was not acceptable 20 years ago. And the Overton window of what is acceptable keeps going towards things that are, that you would think are crazy today. And, and so that's all they have to do is start convincing the population that if you think in a certain way, you are crazy, you know, oh, gosh, this guy's got a gun. Oh, he must be crazy. Yeah. You know, that's just the way that goes. So let me just show your audience uh, that I'll just make this stuff up. I mean, this is this is the uh, interstate compact on mental health and you can look it up. It's uh, Georgia Code 37-10-2. And I bet, bet
0: you have this in your in your sub don't you?
3: It is. Okay. Um, It says that whenever a dangerous or politically dangerous, politically potentially that was a Freudian, (laughs) politically (laughs) dangerous, (laughs) potentially dangerous patient escapes from an institution in any party state, that state. Shall promptly notify all appropriate authorities within and without the jurisdiction of the escape in a manner reasonably calculated to facilitate the speedy apprehension of the escapee. Immediately upon apprehension and uh, identification, um, any such gender, dangerous or potentially dangerous patients, he shall be detained in the state where he's found and uh, and and returned according to the law. Now this. This is the one that that our governor, Brian Kemp, was the first governor in the the state, uh, first governor in the country to sign on to this this, uh, professional counselors licensure compact. And under this compact that all of the other states will obviously probably sign to. It says a licensed professional counselor means a counselor licensed by a member state, regardless of the title used by that state to independently assess, diagnose and treat behavioral health conditions, diagnose behavioral health conditions. So there you go. This is wow. this is how you create a police state without people knowing it. Wow. I had, a, I had a
0: conversation recently with um, one of the um, authors of I believe both 1013 and HB 520 and I asked a question about monitoring and uh, I think you may recall too in one of the hearings of 520 last uh, legislative session I believe it was actually the chairman of the committee said oh well that's really just a, just a P test and yet none of this sounds like a, a P test. It's supposed to, you know, they they seem to be diminishing the meaning of these definitions. And one of the keys that's, that's been missing, and I'm not sure I've seen it defined yet is what is the definition of mental health or serious mental illness? They've, they've avoided defining those. I'm not sure they could be defined because they might be different in different situations. But well, again, it goes back to whatever they call it, whatever they say it is,
3: they say it is. That's right. According to Georgia 43-10A-51, this licensed professional counselor determines what mental health is and whether someone is dangerous or not. Oh, One boy. individual. The way that goes.
0: It gets more concerning by the day. Um my suspicion is that we're going to be watching very carefully. I've already had these conversations with uh, folks that are involved in such things, but we're going to be watching the legislation that is proposed and may be carried over from last session very carefully. Many, uh, even uh, even the other day, I believe I uh, had Colton Moore on one of the shows, and he mentioned that they, uh, they expect it to raise its ugly head again, so 520 or something like 520. Um, what they I normally
3: do is they break it up into pieces and then pass them in different pieces of legislation. So make it more difficult to to find. That's what they did with Common Core. So a decade ago, they broke yeah, it up into yeah. pieces, changed the name of it and and then just passed them all so that we still have Common Core. But they no one knows it.
0: <laughs> I, it's the I same understand. thing.
3: They keep repeating history here. They came up with a method works and they keep doing it. Uh, by the same token, I think and I'm hoping
0: and trusting we have a lot more people now involved in this and watching this. So it's incumbent on us to look oh, at yeah. every single bill and figure out where these you know, little hand grenades are and, right. and take care of them all. Make sure that none of them pass um, where we can. And I, um, I know that um, Mallory Staples, um, some of some of the very good legislators and others like you, and uh, and hopefully hundreds across the state are going to be involved yeah. in doing that. So, we're gonna <clears throat> uh, in the coming weeks we're going to be adding back our uh, special uh, Georgia twenty twenty four show um, legislative editions, so that we can give people updates on that and point them to exactly where the problems are. So, with your help and and help of people just like you, we can spot them. And I don't care if we have to publish a list every week of here's the ones we want to pass. Here's the ones we have to have stopped because they've got bad things in them. Um, then we'll be pursuing that.
3: Well, I'll be girding my loins.
0: <laughs> all right. Hank, <laughs> I, I guarantee we're going to have you back many, many times in the coming, coming weeks and months. So thank all you right. for all this work. Um, I, I don't know what we do without your research to figure this, this stuff out, but, uh, well, Hank
3: have- com. Yeah. Let me roll, let, find-
0: me, let me roll the ticker one more time. We have a there ticker you for you there. Ah, oh, so there folks, you go. Folks can go to Hank com to see more and get, and get the actual documents that you were holding up and be able to review Absolutely. those. Right? Okay. All right. Well, thank very you good. for being with us, my friend, and we will see you again soon. I know.
3: All right. We'll see you. Thanks. Appreciate it right. very much. You too.
0: All right. So concerning things continue to surface. um, And I know that will continue, unfortunately. What's happened already presents some concerns. Uh, In many cases, folks are concerned about um, some of the chemicals, some of the vaccines that they may have already been exposed to. In some cases, they may have picked up spike proteins from those around them in various ways. And so the wellness company has brought out um, spike support formula to be able to help folks break down and get rid of those spike proteins that may have been picked up in their body or that they know have been in, in, introduced into their bodies. Uh, very important. It helps both break it down. It helps the body uh, get rid of it and uh, helps you build back to uh, toward good health and uh, maintain that. So spike, spike support, it's from uh, the wellness company. And if you go to twc.health forward slash CDM and use promo code CDM, you can get a special discount on that. You'll also find a number of other supplements that they offer that help maintain and build good health in lots of areas. So um, please look at that. And, And since we see signals being tossed around in the news and the, quote unquote, the mainstream news about... Uh, potential new health threats in various p- uh, places around the world. Um, take a take a look while you're there at the wellness company. Take a look at their medical emergency kit, which includes drugs that uh, and, and supplements that help with many uh, common problems and maybe in some not so common problems, but can help you be prepared for whatever comes, whether it's potentially another pandemic, whether it's some sort of other. Uh, illness. And uh, you can have this available with the key medications that can help you, even if they aren't available in your local pharmacy or if the pharmacy itself isn't available. So twc.health forward slash CDM. And with each one of these, what each one is good for one adult, you will get a uh, medical uh, review uh, with a doctor to make sure that it's appropriate for the person that's ordering it. So twc.health forward slash cdm. Also use promo code cdm. All right. Thank you very much for being with us tonight. We are going to have some really exciting stuff coming up this Sunday. Um, There is uh, uh, interesting findings going on with regard to Um, at least one of the inditees uh, brought forth by Laura Loomer, and we'll have a report on that, uh, along with other things that, that we have in work now. So thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Georgia 2024 show. Thank you very much.